You're listening to the Food Files podcast, the latest from the Oklahoma State University Robert M. Kerr Food and Agricultural Product Center. Here's your host, Darren Scott. Welcome to the Food Files. I'm your host, Darren Scott. And today's guest is Dr. Tim Bowser, FAPC Food Process Engineer. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Darren. Thank you very much. Well, you know, before we get started this morning, Tim, I was wondering if you could just share just a little bit about what you do here at the FAPC. Thank you. Yes, I I am a food process engineer, and I've been working at FAPC for 25-plus years in the area of food engineering. And so I help clients that have issues or concerns with equipment or processes, try to help them overcome issues and improve operations, reduce costs, improve quality, things like that. We know today we're going to talk about Clean In Place, or CIP, and I was wondering if you could just talk a little bit about, well, first off, what is CIP? Absolutely. Sure. CIP is an acronym, which means, like you said, Clean In Place, the automated method for cleaning food equipment without disassembly. And so use these procedures that are checked for efficacy, they're what they call validated. These validated procedures are put together to clean equipment you know, using solutions like caustic or acid cleaners, spray heads and things that remove soils and then can be used to make machines super shiny clean and sanitized as well. Could you give me just kind of a brief history of CIP? Sure. The history of CIP is, is, is long. Pre-CIP, all machines, food machinery, is cleaned by hand. And, you know, much of it still is today, but before the advent of CIP, Everything was done by human beings like you and I, taking things apart and washing them by hand in sinks or stepping inside of equipment using brushes and different cleaning tools to remove the soils and scrub the entire surface of the food process equipment. And so, you know, they're, they're, this was just the state of the art. I mean, there's, for an example, storage tanks. You, you couldn't have a storage tank more than about eight feet high because you had a person to go in there. The average size person had to scrub the ceilings and the walls and that, of that tank. And so they had to actually go in there with a brush on a pole and reach up and uh, scrub overhead. And, you know, if you had a tank too tall, like you see tanks today that are several stories tall, mm-hmm. there was no way you could do that by hand unless you had some really fancy gantry system and probably spent several, several days inside of it, which is dangerous to do. Sure. And uh, the history of CIP really came came to, it came into being when people started to look at bigger process machinery, more complex, harder to clean, more dangerous to clean, and also it had a lot to do with World War II. During World War II, almost all of the metal supplies went to the war effort, and so dairies, dairies were forced to substitute Pyrex glass tubes for metal tubes because the metal just wasn't available. So dairy owners and operators were forced to use this glass tubing, which is dangerous to them. It's hard to take apart to clean. Things are breaking. They were getting injured and constantly having to replace glass tubing because they couldn't, you know, like I said, they couldn't get steel. And so they, they began to look for different ideas. How, how could they clean their glass tubes without taking them apart? So, cause, cause they found, you know, when they're taking them apart, disassembly, cleaning by hand, that's when the breakage occurred. And so they come up with these CIP systems. So that the, a way to clean these glass tubes in place without without take, tearing down. You know, they began to see so many more advantages than just, you know, saving glass tubes. They were saving 
uh, labor, saving time, saving water and chemicals. And they realized that this, this is a, this clean in place was, you know, just a way to go for, for many reasons besides uh, breaking the glass tubes. Well, could you describe a sort of a typical uh, CIP setup or, you know, what are the steps that are followed? Okay. That most CIP cleaning cycles, they really have four basic steps. And the first one's a rinse step where you rinse out what we call soils or, you know, the food products that are residual inside the food machinery or equipment, tubing. You rinse that out. And that's generally just with, with water. It could be cold water. In most instances, you want to use cold water because it, it costs money to heat water up. But in, oftentimes, if you can't get the, the rinse you want, you, they might use warmer hot water too. So they have a rinse cycle, a wash cycle, sanitizing cycle, and then a drying step. So those are the four basic steps. Some are repeated. Like, for example, uh, the, like I said, the first one's rinsing, the second one's washing. But you might have a rinse step after the washing or, or in between some of the other steps. The final step being drying. You know, none of these steps are the gospel. They don't, don't have to be used. Some people don't don't dry their product, their their food machinery. They might just leave the sanitizer inside and you know the sanitizing liquid under pressure so that nothing else can gain entrance into the piping or food machinery. So there's exceptions, but these are the four general process steps. So you know how are those systems kind of configured? So that there there's really um, two major uh, systems in use today, and uh, they're called single-use and reuse systems. Single-use just means that the CIP solutions, the wash solutions, are run straight through the through the equipment. They'll uh, you know they'll 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 rinse you know, like the first step is rinsing. We already talked about that. The rinse water will just go through the equipment then to the drain. Then they'll run the wash water through the equipment straight through to the drain, and so on and so forth. Of the rest of the step process steps. Now with the reuse, it's a little different trying to get some more economy out of it. So as they rinse the machinery during the first step, they'll recover some of that rinsate towards the end of the cycle when it comes out clean. And so they can use that to, you know, make up a rinse in the future, or they can use that to make up the wash water they're going to do next. And they do the same thing with the other fluids they run through the system. They try to recover them. So they'll like to wash water. As soon as you start washing most of that suds and soap gets used up by the soils as you're removing them, but eventually you overcome that and you have good, clean wash water coming out of the system while they recover that and, and save it. Okay. Could you talk a little bit about some of the cleaning agents that you use in CIP systems? Yeah, there, there's a number of different cleaning agents. That generically, they use a number of mechanisms that include wetting, dissolving, saponification, emulsification, dispersing and sequestering. And those are all really big words, but items that help the chemicals do a better job of the clean. And the wetting agents, for example, they're found in most cleaning formulations, and they, they lower the surface tension of the liquid. And that way, the liquid can spread out on the surface and do a much better job of cleaning it. There's other, but like I mentioned, they want to dissolve the residues that are in the machine. That's the food residues. And so some of those additives, they, they put in there help improve the way that the residues can be dissolved in the fluids. There's a lot of factors like pH, temperature, agitation, and physical form of the residue that affect the solubility. And so they, they can uh, custom design these uh, cleaning chemicals so that they can just do the very best job possible using the least amount of resources. So, you know, I guess it's kind of important to be able to validate that, you know, your system is 
doing what it's supposed to do. So how do you do that? How do you validate a CIP system? That's a really great question, and, and validation is extremely important. The users, the end users, they have to determine their own acceptance criteria for their equipment clearance. And in and, and general, you know, they, they want to make sure that there's no residues left in the, in the machine that could, you know, cause problems. And the residues might be a chemical from the cleaning, and a cleaning agent. You don't want to get a cleaning chemical mixed into your foods for sure. So you have to make sure those are all rinsed out. Or it could be something that's part of the food product itself, a residue from the, from the food product that you don't want to carry over from one product to another. So those are types of things you might be testing for, testing for a, a certain level of cleaning chemical or, or the residue you might find in the food product itself, some of the ingredients, like, uh, you know, now Archon, you might want to test for that. I kind of guess that leads into, you know, how do you maintain just in general CIP systems? You know, what do you do to make sure that you, they're functioning the way that they should be? So the best way to maintain and, you know, keep up with the performance of your CIP system is to, to log data. You, you want to um, collect data on things like the temperature, the concentration of the cleaning chemicals that are used, the time of cleaning, all the different important variables that to go into getting a good clean system. You want to, want to record those and serve them over time and make sure that you're hitting the critical levels for each one of those uh, parameters you're measuring. And, and to be sure that it's repeatable. So you're getting it every single time you repeat that cleaning cycle. Okay. You know, um, as you mentioned earlier, CIP has been around for a little bit. You know, what are some of the things that are coming out in terms of what new advancements in CIP or, or things that are on the future? Well, the future of CIP is really soaring upwards in the food industry, you might say. It's become much more widespread and even mandated in some cases. One of the things that we've seen arriving are much more powerful and directed cleaning agents. We have seen some new ingredients and proprietary compounds that are just amazing at, at cleaning. And, you know, they might be directed to a certain, certain like, like, like maybe just for proteins only. Mm -hmm. So, they, you know, they're not for everybody, but for certain, in certain cases, you can get some new compounds and chemicals that are, are, on, are just unbelievably better than what we've had in the past. And so that... That allows these CIP systems to be much faster and more focused. And so if you have a more faster, you know, quicker and more focused system, maybe there's a way you can apply it, you know, in between production runs. And so that would allow you to be much more flexible and uh, agile. You, you, you could, you, your, your production system could be more able to switch over between products because you don't spend as much time and as much energy cleaning and it's much quicker and you can, you know, get better use out of your production and kind of sync it in with your the, the actual needs of your um, clients. So you don't you don't just spend all day making one product and then store it up and, and sell it as you get orders for it. You can focus on what the client needs, produce that now, ship it to them, and go on to the next client. There's a lot more bacteria out there that are being identified and more dangerous bacteria. And I think that uh, CIP systems are being targeted to manage and, and contain those bacteria as well. So uh, reduced water use is really important all across our nation, and CIP systems are, are, are really zeroing in on that target, trying to reduce the water and the water waste that happens, and I think that's really good for our whole nation, too. Wait, thanks for joining me today, Tim. Before we wrap it up, is there anything else you'd like to add? Well, if anybody wants to learn more about CIP or, uh, uh, you know, it has an application they'd like to discuss, I'm available, and there's other folks just like you here, Darren Center, 
they would love to talk to them to help them improve their food process systems. So that's uh, an offer I'd like to make available. All right. Well, thanks again for coming on, Tim. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Darren. My pleasure. I'd also like to thank any of the listeners out there, and I'd also like to thank AgCom for the production of this podcast. For any additional food industry information, please make sure to visit our website at food.okstate.edu. Until next time, 